And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. <laughs> so today, um, we're going to be having a very fun topic. And it's a topic that I have never spoken about on this show ever after 300 episodes or more. Um, so this is going to be a fun and interesting episode. I think I've kind of tapped into it a little bit on the episode about voyeurism. But this isn't just voyeurism. This is like a kind of almost niche kink of voyeurism called cuckold or cuckolding. And we'll be talking about that tonight. So for those of you who are listening in live and you're like, oh, that's just not my thing. Well, stick around. It might be. You might, as you're listening, find out that deep down, you've had some fantasies about this as Cuckold is actually one of the top searched horns, especially in the last few years. So if you think you're into it, and if you don't think you're into it, there may be information in here for you that actually has you become a little more open to the concept, to the idea, less judgmental of it. And that's really what I love to offer on the pleasure zone is so that we can just like not judge each other's things that turn us on as long as they're consensual. I'm all for consent. So when, um, when we're talking about this form of cuckold, this is all a consent cuckold that I'm talking about. Um, there is a traditional sense of the word where the uh, female, and it's uh, traditionally this is something that is a cisgender heteronormative kink, traditionally. Um, and it, it actually stems from the word cuckoo, the cuckoo bird. And historically, it comes from the word cuckoo bird because the cuckoo bird would leave his, um, I believe it, it has something to do with the eggs and leaving the nest of eggs. So the, the cuckold uh, would lay, so the, the female cuckoo would lay her eggs in another bird's nest. And so that's the same concept of like another woman sleeping with a different male, right? So that some other male bird would look after her, the cuckoo bird's eggs. All right. So now we kind of get the history of the word. So originally that word came from the basis and the idea of cheating. And as one of my friends wrote on my Facebook page, and I love his take on it, um, his take is, his name is James, and I've known James for 21 years. Once in a while, James just kicks in some info on, on things for me. So James wrote, um, as somebody, as I was asking questions about people knowing about what is cuckolding, and I get interactive on my page. So if you'd like to be interactive with me, definitely come over to Facebook and Instagram. 
um, so I can interact with you and we can talk about these concepts and ideas together on there. We can chat it up. So James said that, you know, if you look at this, cheating is based on the idea that one person owns another and no person owns any other person because that's not love. But it's also you cannot own another person truly, even if you've paid for them, even if you're into that, you know, even if you were a slave owner, you know, a hundred years ago or even now with human trafficking even if you own a person you do not own a person everybody has the right to sovereignty so so in terms of cheating you cannot cheat that's neither love and it is slavery if nobody owns anybody then cheating is an outdated even non-existent concept so i like that i like that information so thanks james for your input on that and there is a lot of truth in that what if there is no cheating? Cheating only exists under the concept that there is ownership and if there is no ownership then, then if there's no ownership, then there's no cheating. So what brings us to having this cuckold as a kink now? So a cuckold used to be the, the person who was cheated on was the cuckold. So say for example, in my relationship, if I was cheating on my husband, he would be the cuckold. Now that now like when we look at that, that is like the old outdated concept. But now the new concept of the word cuckold actually comes from the the kink BDSM kind of um, concept of that, which is different. So when we look at that concept, there are many different reasons and justifications um, psychologically, uh, emotionally, all these different reasons and justifications why cuckold is a turn on. Uh, this show actually has been inspired by a listener, uh, by somebody who interacts with me on uh, int on uh, on social media, and put out a request for a show about this. So I want to thank Craig for the request. It's a great one and. It has actually invited me to learn quite a lot because I didn't even realize there was a name for this, truly. Like, I'm, what's so fun about me about the pleasure zone is that people will bring me concepts and ideas that I didn't know there were names for. I knew this existed. I knew that people derive pleasure from watching their partners have pleasure, as I had a show about compersion. And compersion is where you get turned on by your partner being turned on. You're happy for their happiness. So that is actually a form of cuckold as well. And, and so these new words, they're not really new, but when these words come to me, I get curious and I get investigating and I start to find out more information. So I have a lot of information to share with you today from my research. This is not um, a necessarily a topic that I know from my heart. It's something that I actually uh, just looked up and learned. So I just wanted to bring that out. Uh, some of these topics are ones that are close and dear to my heart. When I do talk on the show, there are things I have experienced. I can talk from my experience. This one, um, I do, as I started to look at it, realize that I've been in a relationship, uh, a few relationships where the person was interested in cuckolding, but uh, didn't word it that way. And the the concept was blurry and the information, I didn't understand it enough to understand what they were asking for or understand what they were 
asking for. So I wasn't really able to deliver. Not only that, I didn't really desire delivering anything to them that would give them pleasure. I was trying to not be in the relationship. So I do know that I've actually been in a situation like, like a cuckold situation before. However, it wasn't a kink for me. Uh, it wasn't something that I was choosing at the time. And this is like 10 years ago. So when I look at it now, I'm not really sure how I stand on this. And maybe through this discussion tonight, I'm going to kind of uh, evolve, get some ideas. Maybe by the end of it, I might be right into it. Who knows? We'll find out. So for those of you who are listening and it's your very first time on, I'm Milica Yelenich, and this show is The Pleasure Zone and it is created on Inspired Choices Network. So for those of you who are listening and you think, oh my God, I wanna talk about stuff. I even wanna talk about crazy sex stuff. And where do I get to do that? Where can I say the things I wanna say and not be stopped? Well, it's actually this station, the Inspired Choices Network. So if you're looking for something like this, if you're looking for an outlet to create your own podcast, this is a great station. They, they assist you with creating shows, content, and distribution. Um, so a lot of people, when they approach me, like, how do you get your show started, blah, blah, blah. I had actually no idea. So I went to the experts. Go to the experts. It's so much easier. That's a side note. So why... Uh, what brings me here today and why I actually do this show is because I love talking about pleasure. And I love, like I was saying earlier, that this is not a topic that I'm, I'm fully familiar with or fully immersed in. So I love doing the research as well. I love getting information. I love getting the feedback. So if you are somebody who is totally turned on by, by cuckold, by cuckolding, and you derive an immense amount of pleasure from it, I would love to hear that. So please um, put comments in if you're on any of the social media platforms that allow you to have comments. If you're listening to this on any of the platforms that allow commenting, please send some comments. I would love to hear your feedback about your personal experiences, about whether you've been approached for this or whether it is a fantasy of yours and you would like to be able to fulfill it. I would like to hear your specific fantasies about it too. Very intriguing to me. I love all this information and I love getting your feedback. So feel free to connect with me and let me know your, uh, your turn-ons, especially when it's coming to this topic, cuckolding, because this is a, a fairly, I would love more information uh, from anybody and everybody on this. So we kind of, I kind of gave you a bit of a description of like, what is it? What is cuckolding? And one of the things that I mentioned was that some people see it as cheating. We're kind of moving away from that concept, though, for this show. We're coming from the concept of this is something that's consensual. And both and all partners involved are aware of it. And in that sense, what and where and how do we derive uh, pleasure from this now? Generally, this, like I mentioned, is a cisgender heteronormative kind of behavior. But frankly, I want to throw that out the window. I'd like to look at this as, yes, there is this name coupled. Maybe it needs to be shifted so that it's more inclusive. But from what I sense and gather, this is not just for the cisgender heteronormative 
community. This is for all humanity, all mankind at large. This is something that's probably deeply within so many of us that we don't even uh, recognize it, whether it's from the compersion level where we love to see other people have pleasure and it brings us joy to see somebody else have pleasure, or whether it is that we are into humiliation and that turns us on. Whatever it happens to be, none of it's wrong as long as what? It's consensual, right? You know, I'm a huge fan of consent and I am 100% knowing that anything that you're choosing requires consent, anything. So I am, uh, I mean, it, that's my main thing here. As long as it's consensual, as long as all parties are aware and consenting, then we're good. So we will be talking about a few things in this episode. Like I mentioned, some psychological background to this. Uh, some of the kink tied into this, like domination, submission, and humiliation. Um, it's a little bit, you know, there, there can be levels of spanking and all kinds of things going on. Uh, it's not really just about penetration sex. There's so many other levels to it as well. And it can be interchanged where it becomes more where the woman isn't the one being penetrated, maybe the male partner is receiving oral sex from another man or another woman. Like, I'm just saying this is a lot more open than, than just the heteronormative cisgender way of thinking of it that it was in the past. It definitely is more open. Um, so we want to make sure that whatever it is, though, is that it's fully approved by both partners and that everybody is aware of it for a number of reasons that if you're choosing this you know you you want to be having this to be more of an experience rather than a trauma so the trauma would come in if it's non-consensual and the person gets somebody gets hurt by it the other aspect would be to me i'm always about the health as well and it would also be to make sure that all partners involved have made sure that they are free of STDs. So that is also an important factor in everybody being aware and consenting to what's going on. So if you probably, if you Google search cuckold and porn, you're gonna find a lot of information coming up as it's one of the top searched for categories in porn. And for the most part, um, for the most part, when you're looking for this, you are going to find a lot of it is more geared towards this cisgender heterosexual male or cishet men um, who would like to be cucked, which is that they are the ones watching their wife have sex with somebody else or their lover or their partner have sex with somebody else. But again, this is not specific to gender. This is not specific to sexuality. So we are going to redefine a few things, like as in the person generally who would have been the woman who is having uh, intercourse with somebody else or penetration or something like that with somebody else while her partner is aware of that or watching that would be the cuckoldress, cuckoldress, which is more of a feminine term, right? So generally that would be geared towards 
uh, anybody identifying as female, which is pretty binary, right? And today is non-binary day. So we're celebrating all things non-binary while we're at this as well, so that we're not just sticking to only the, the concepts that this is for people who are cisgender heterosexual only, right? So we want to open that up. We want to open up the concepts. Um, so although these terms cuckold and cuckoldress, um, and then the person who's actually taking the action with the lover, the, the third party is known as the bull. But it's not always a male or somebody who identifies as male and not, or a man. So these terms, maybe we could just rename them one, two, and three, A, B, or C, uh, or just use their names, like John, Mary, and Joseph, like whatever it happens to be. So when we look at this, although if it turns you on to use those names, cuckold, cuckoldress, and bull, go for it. It's, you know, it's just what it is. So we're going to be heading to our first commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about why people like this, the psychology and biology behind it. And we're going to get into some do's don'ts uh, with this. You know, my do's are for sure. We have to have consent. So know that number one is going to be coming up. So you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Uh, tonight we're talking about 
a topic whose word is new to me, although the concept and energy of it is not. The word was new for me when I was um, introduced to it about three or four weeks ago by um, a listener and somebody that I interact with on social media who requested a show about this. So very fun, very cool, and grateful for that. I'm always grateful for new ideas and especially new words because it's always fun to put up uh, shows that have very specific titles as I love to be able to offer people information about concepts maybe they're curious about. And also for those of you who are right into these topics, right into this lifestyle, I love to hear your feedback uh, as you live it. And I would love to hear if I'm missing anything. I, would, I love learning. So feel free to pass me on more information and let me know did I get this correct or am I missing something? I totally cool with knowing that. So um, for those of you who are listening, what I tend to do in my life, uh, if you're watching on video, you're going to see a whole bunch of products in behind me. I actually work with people with their health primarily. I work on getting them back to the optimal place in their life where they can have both more pleasure in their physical form, in their emotional uh, and in their spiritual life. I work as a holistic health practitioner with many different modalities, including different kinds of somatic body work, energetic work, and also something that uses longitudinal scalar waves. So aside from that, I also really love to offer sessions and coaching in sex and intimacy. It's just so fun. So what I've been doing over the last few weeks is developing a bunch of uh, ideas and concepts for courses that are going to be available online. And I already do have a few courses available online through Teachable. One of them is about trusting yourself. I called it psychic development class, but truly it's actually about learning to trust you. So if you find that that's an issue in your life and you're kind of at a loss for like, how do I trust me? How do I trust me in relationships? How do I trust me in life? How do I trust me with money? How do I trust me at all? Uh, check it out. You can always write to me as well. I'm happy to send you a link to that course. You can sign up right there and you'll have access for as long as I choose to have teachables, which will be at least two years. Uh, you will have access to that. So all you got to do is connect with me, MalitzaJelinek.com. That's my website. Or find me on social media and message me. Hey, I'm interested in your class. Send me an email, uh, whatever way you like. It's great. I'm always willing to, um, to contribute to you having greater in your life. So I have some classes on Teachables. I have a few more that I'm adding. I also offer coaching one-on-one -on -one as well as group coaching. And I am creating some courses that are gonna be very fun. They will be available live in a very remote location. Uh, I would say it's remote for most. <laughs> it's actually in my forest and it's going to be very exclusive classes where I will be offering coaching for weekends for only four couples who will have the opportunity to stay with me on my 45 acres of land in beautiful Canada, in Ontario, in the woods. And we will spend two full weekends together exploring dynamic ways to have greater and more expansive sexual experiences. 
So it's going to be available to four couples. I'm letting you guys know this now because these classes are going to be so incredibly exclusive. I'm only holding them once a year. So if it's something that intrigues you, I would like you to connect with me first. I am only offering this to people who have already had some coaching with me. They're going to have at least requirements of some coaching prior to that. So we're all on the same page. And um, if that's something that's intriguing to you, please connect with me. We can set up a little chat and discuss where to move forward with that. So we can just see if we're fit. And if we are, then we can always set up some coaching and move uh, forward and onward and upward to some really exclusive, amazing classes for couples that I'll be having in late fall of 2022, possibly early 2023, depends on how fast our construction goes. All right, super excited for those. And I'll be reminding you of those on every show. So stay tuned for that. And Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's something that any of you listeners out there who are interested will be able to attend at some point, uh, either this year or the following years. So it will be something that will be available. All right. So what we're talking about today is cuckolding and what is it and the erotic pleasures of it? And how do we derive pleasure from watching our partners have sex with somebody else? Like, how does that happen? First things first, and this is really funny because in all the information that I read, I saw nothing about this anywhere. And I looked on several sites. So first things first, I talked about consent. Second thing is, I encourage you before you choose this lifestyle, this as a lifestyle or as an experiment in your life with your partner that may be a long-term partner, before you go and destroy a relationship, like you to look at a few things, like what is it that I'm looking to get out of this? And what what I feel this will add to my life? Why I'm saying that is because some of the justifications for choosing this actually come from a place where there's still a lot of healing required. There's healing required for you to have confidence. So some of this is about humiliation as there's lacking confidence. Um, there can also be some things going on uh, emotionally that haven't been resolved. And one of the things to make sure is that you're approaching this from more of a stance where you're healed. And this is just adding to your life first, and it can contribute to your healing as well. However, it's not necessarily going to be the sole source of your healing. And if you are choosing it, um, it can also bring up a fantastic amount of issues in in a relationship so it would be something that you'll need to know how to navigate and if you don't have those tools under your belt on how to navigate things like trust and uh, things like working through jealousy issues or whatever then you need to get those things looked after and looked at before you jump into something that could really trigger a lot of conflict in a relationship. It can, can also break up relationships. It can create havoc. It can create confusion. So that's not the intention of this at all. So for some people, this is total compersion. This is 100% about the absolute joys of watching their partner have joy. 
And from that perspective, the lover who get, gleans joy from that is fairly conscious person knowing a few things knowing that there there is no such thing as cheating or owning another person so they would know that they would also know that through watching their partner enjoy themselves or be turned on um, that all that will do is add to their life not take away from their life but these are not concepts that everybody gets necessarily and they're not always true to everybody either so, so when they're not always true to everyone, you're going to want to look at what is it that motivates me? Like what motivates me to choose to watch my partner have sex with somebody else? Is it that you truly are a voyeur and you love the idea of just watching? And that's cool too, because there is a level of joy for the watch for the watching as well. And when we talked in the voyeur as well, is that there's this level of naughtiness that happens as a voyeur. The idea is that usually people who are being watched don't know they're being watched, right? But as I'm the fan of consent, the voyeurism that I'm talking about would be voyeurism where the person being watched is aware of it and that it's part of play and it's part of like a scene that you're acting out. So if you're feeling like a few things, like if you're feeling like crappy about yourself and somehow you think that watching your partner have sex with somebody is going to make you feel better, just check on that. Just check, is that true? Will it, will it contribute to you feeling better about yourself? Will it contribute to you feeling more confident um and i'd have to say that would be a pretty tricky one if you're really really just not feeling so hot about yourself right so yeah so i want to go through a few reasons why you know psychologists always have a million great ideas of why things occur and how our brains work but let's look at some of the ideas of like what psychologists have suggested might be the reasons why people are turned on by this. And one of them is called the sperm competition theory. And this is where the idea is that, um, that if the person who is being cocked, right? So that that's the person who is being quote cheated on is someone with a penis, then this sperm competition theory can play a role. So the idea is who gets the sperm in first and whose sperm is more active. And there is something about it that is like who wins. And it's, it's more about seeing, um, seeing if, you know, if I guess ultimately who would win the sperm race. However, it's not that they're trying to produce children necessarily. It's more like, Oh yeah, I can have sex harder and longer. I can last longer than your partner, or even they might switch roles and, and then even the bull might become the cuckold, but they're not really unless you're in a triad. So it gets complicated. Uh, the naming gets complicated. If you're in a triad, then there is no bull. There could be, each person could be a cuck. Do you get it? Like it gets, that's why the, the terms bull 
uh, cuckoldress and cuck, they don't really necessarily work because you could have three men who are in the same scenario. You could have three women in this scenario. You could have people who don't identify binary in this scenario. So these terms are kind of outdated as well. We know that terms for a lot of things, sexual and um, gender related are, are very outdated these days as things are becoming less binary uh, over time and, and our definitions are changing as well. So one of the other reasons, um, yeah, so the first reason biology, who can have sex harder, faster, who can shoot their sperm in there, who's got the stronger sperm, um, it's the whole sperm competition theory. The next concept is jealousy. Like I've mentioned, just like if you are a jealous person and jealousy creates, you know, brings up a lot of issues for you um, and you have a hard time with it, this would not be for you. It just wouldn't be. Um, although for some people, they love being jealous and it turns them on. They actually get turned on by the thought that their partner is somebody who's um, attractive to other people. They actually feel like proud of the fact that there was somebody who is attractive. Now, there, there's another term for that though. And uh, I think it's called hot wife, but I'll have to check that out. So, or hot lovers, something like that. But that has more to do with being really proud that you think that your lover is so sexy that everybody wants them and then has them. But you're like, yeah, again, that concept is about ownership. Everybody wants them as if they're a commodity, uh, but you have them as if you own them. Again, commodities, ownership, slavery, all outdated kind of information, right? So if we're looking at this from a more expansive point of view, and we don't look at it from the ownership point of view, because if if there is, this is really funny. I actually just looked over and I, I have like a picture of a chicken on my desk and I totally got distracted by it, but it reminds me of cuckolding. <laughs> so, um, so when we're looking at this concept of things being outdated um, and how do we look at this from consciousness and how do we look at this from a place where you can't own a person? So what, if you're not owning a person, does cuckolding exist? Well, there's a thought, right? Now, if you believe you own your partner, cuckolding, as in I'm watching you have sex with somebody and I own you or something, so I'm turned on by sharing you because you're a commodity, well, then it just gets interesting, doesn't it? So I'd like to remove all that and look at this from a totally different perspective for one minute or two minutes or 12 minutes. Without ownership, without slavery, without jealousy, without all of these distractions, without competition, and without humiliation, and without all of these different things where we think we're having a power struggle like submission or whatever i mean those are all playful you can play these roles but are they real are you any less than somebody else would you submit to anybody necessarily would you even you know 
think that there's a reason to be jealous unless somehow you believe in lack. So there, there's a whole wild um, other way to look at this that I don't think has been explored. So for those of you who are really into cuckolding, I think one of the first things to ask yourself is, A, what is it about it that turns you on? Now, for those of you who are totally turned on by compersion, the joy of watching your partner have joy, that's, that's a little different, although there's still a little bit of ownership in there. Um, you might actually have compersion for, for many, though. You might have compersion. It's like you could see a, a child eating, uh, you know, a strawberry that's really ripe and they're just so happy and you're just happy for them being happy. You could have that kind of level of compersion where you're just happy for everything being happy. And that's cool. But we're looking at this from a sort of a sexual perspective. So you're turned on by the happiness. So you're probably not turned on by a kid. Well, I'm not going to talk about people being turned on by children at all in this show. Um, that's a whole other category and that's non-consensual. So what I, what I am going to talk about is that there is a place where it becomes sexually interesting, intriguing, inviting. And then there's a part where you can just be happy for things being happy, like happy that your cat caught a mouse or happy that, you know, your kid got the great strawberry or your kid got an award or something. All of that. Those are all great variations of compersion, although the compersion we're talking about today is much more directly related to being turned on by your partner being turned on. And I love that that is something that is possible for me that's one of my greatest joys i love i love seeing my lover be like so turned on there's it's like so joyful to me i don't i don't even have words for it it's just like it excites my being in a way that it's like it brings so much orgasmic energy into my body that i get turned on by the fact that they're turned on so if you're like that as well, and you're just turned on so happy for your partner being so turned on, I think that's beautiful. And I don't even know that that necessarily has to have to do with cuckolding, or if it's just the fact that it's irrelevant to you how your partner is turned on, just that you're happy that they're turned on. So that's a sort of a really beautiful thing to me. Now, when we add into the flavor or factors that we think that we own people and we're turned on because we're like, we're happy that you're happy because I think I somehow subconsciously own you. So all things that I own should be happy. I don't know. It gets messy or the jealousy coming in. How do you be jealous? You can only be jealous if what, if you think you own that person, but you don't, most of the time, what I find when people think they own somebody is because they have never truly, will say, owned themselves. They haven't recognized their own sovereignty. They haven't recognized their own capacities, their own abilities. They don't live them. That's when jealousy kicks in, is when you're not truly stepping into um, your, your awesomeness or acknowledging it. Uh, so 
though some people get turned on by jealousy and that they like feeling sad. Now, I can't say that that's a wrongness. It's not. But I would also encourage you to look at that and see, is that, is that truly joy for you? Or would you like to be joyful without having to be jealous? It's just something to question. Like, do you have to be jealous to be like get the anger on to be turned on because you're more happy to be turned on from anger or resentment or jealousy or fear. And again, none of those are wrong. Although generally there is something going on that's not resolved or even looked at. Not that you have to resolve anything. Some things never get resolved, but acknowledging them, being aware of them can be helpful. It's like, oh, I actually really like jealousy because as a kid, jealousy motivated me. Oh, okay, cool. So if I require jealousy to get motivated, then maybe I can use that in my relationship and I can watch my partner have sex with somebody that jealousy motivates me to do things like acts of kindness for my lover or give them love in a different way. Whatever it happens to be, it may be a motivating factor. Now, again, that's not something that I read anywhere, but as I look at the psychology of it, those are some things I, I wonder about. We're going to talk more about some of the psychologies behind cuckolding, why it's such a turn on, why so many people are into it, um, and a few like tips and tools on it. There aren't really that many tips and tools other than I have to say there needs to be consent between both partners um, as it's respectful and there's no ownership and let's go from the place of compersion and other than that it's pretty much a, a free-for-all within the the understanding that you have with you with you and your partner Alrighty, so we're heading to our next commercial break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about the erotic pleasures of cuckolding. And... There is 
as we were talking about before the last commercial, we we're talking about some of the psychological factors that are at play, like jealousy, like humiliation. Um, like what is it about humiliation that turns people on? And some people are super turned on by it. It is their kink. Again, if you love being humiliated, usually if you look at it this way, if it's consenting, two adults consenting, can you be humiliated? I think, I think when two people are consenting, it kind of takes away from some of the edge of humiliation, maybe, where humiliation is more like a non-consensual, non-consensual consent. Hmm. Some other things going on there, right? So exploration, definitely explore and question like what motivates me for this? Um, just out of curiosity, what motivates any of us for anything? I ask that all the time about my own job, for example, like what motivates me to continue to have my own business? Like what motivates me to be an entrepreneur? Like what's my motivation? You know, and I think in anything, it's an excellent question to ask, like what, what's my motivation here? What is it that I gain and glean from this? So we did talk about the psychological factors a bit. I didn't want to dive into it forever because when it comes down to it, it really doesn't freaking matter what the background of it is. If it's something that you enjoy and your partner enjoys as well, you are individuals. You can choose for yourself for sure. You can't own each other. We know that. Although I, although I do encourage you to have conversations about this so that it's not something that's just out of the blue or an understanding in your relationship that maybe one partner does just that's their thing. Maybe they're more into polyamory than the other. So that will come out as a cuckold experience, although it may actually be more like polyamory. So let's bring it back to what is it that's the physical pleasure. So you might get some obvious like physical reactions from having a new lover as or a different lover for whatever reason, different skill sets, different abilities, different genitals in general, different um, things that they like to do. So having the bull, we'll call it whatever else we could call that, um, the third party that joins into the couple, whatever they like to do, um, I think what's important is that that the person receiving the pleasure or the people involved, that there is a, like a level of pleasure for everyone, including the person being cucked, should, should I, I think, have the priority that it, it is pleasurable for them to be in that. And if the pleasure is derived from humiliation and the humiliation is a super turn on, awesome. As long as it's pleasurable and consensual, we're good. So, there is, I would have to say that there, the chances of both partners being totally into cuckolding at the same time are maybe not as rare as we think they are. I think, you know, for the most part, when people actually start to explore their pleasure zones and their sexual lives, the, some of these things that come up are that maybe there are more commonalities of people being okay with being voyeurs and watching their partner have sex with somebody else. I think 
I think these things seem taboo because as much as we're living in 2022, we don't have a lot of conversations about this stuff that openly. I would just say we don't because this word cuckold was like a new one that, you know, came across my emails um, for me. So always learning new words, always learning new things. So if this is new for me after seven years of doing information and gleaning information and getting insights from people about their lives and what turns them on, then I think this is a conversation that is actually probably a conversation that we're not having enough of. So we can have more conversations, conversations with your lovers, being more specific and clear about like what really turns you on. Like if you meet somebody say, you know, what really turns me on is like watching my lover be pleased by somebody else. Cool. And again, these scenarios, I would not lend them to only a cisgender heterosexual scenario. I would open that up to, although the term is used specifically, the compersion of it where you're just watching your partner have pleasure or be pleasured from another lover whatever their gender identification however they gender identify or however they uh, sexually identify as well so one of the things that um, you know might come into play as well with this is some of the emotional things that come up, right? So I talked about jealousy a bit, but there's going to be an emotional intimacy that can be created uh, in these kinds of scenarios. If you're continually choosing the same bull, as we'll call it, there may be attachments that get created. So there's some conversations that need to be had prior to prior to experiencing these things with your lover. I think if, if you're looking for a way out of a relationship, this could definitely lend to a way out as that was the case in my life. I didn't realize what was really going on uh, until, um, until it happened. And then I was like, oh, what you wanted to do was watch me have sex with this person. You weren't trying to to uh, like end the relationship, but I was trying to end the relationship and I was really happy to be with somebody else. So yeah, some things get a little wacky and wild. So definitely share the information, whether it's verbally or written, share with your partner these things that you truly desire when it comes to cuckolding whether it's to watch, whether it's to be the bull, whether it's to be the whatever role you're choosing and however you're going to play this out, I think it's important that you um, do this in a way that, that you have a sense of um, like emotional backup. So you have the tools to deal with the things like the jealousy and have conversations before and after so that you are on the same page and that you're moving through this stuff so that it's not lingering in your life. For those of you who are interested in this kind of lifestyle and you, you know, you would like to be able to, uh, you know, get 
you know, get things going in your life. I think I actually found a few books that might interest you. So I will share that with you so that you can check them out. So one of them is called Insatiable Wives, Women Who Stray and the Men Who Love Them. That one's online. And there's another one called When Someone You Love is Kinky. And there's another one called Erotic Cuckolding, The Real Guide for Couples. So all of those are great resources to read about this, to get more information, to glean more information. It's always important to gather as much information as possible, to have conversations with your partner and let them gather as much information as possible. So when you are choosing this, you might want to try places like um, I think in Toronto, we have a place called The Lounge or something. There are, there are places where you can have sexual experiences and it's more of a public um, scenario. So where you, you would want to kind of set up some safety rules for this, or even if you're doing this online, uh, you're searching out the bowl online. Um, you don't want to, do, a few things you don't want to do is disclose any personal information. Like you don't want them to know your address. You don't want them to know where you live or where your business is or your phone number. So you want to meet at like a hotel or one of these places that is like, I think it's called the lounge in Toronto, where you can have these experiences uh, more in a public setting. So try and have at least a meeting in public, whether it's for coffee or whether it's actually at one of these public settings. Make sure that you can get yourself home without having to rely on that other person because you don't need them to know where you live, right? If you are the bull and you're going in alone, you want to make sure that you have somebody who has your back, like knows where you are, knows how to get a hold of you. Um, that you message like every hour or two hours so they know where you are because there are people who are fishing for people. Uh, this is more of a safety precaution so that you're not ending up in any scenarios where say you're human trafficked, right? Because this stuff happens. So make sure you've got your backup, make sure you got your people, make sure you're looking after yourself. And always, of course, looking at this from the STD standpoint, like I mentioned earlier, is make sure you have all things for protection, like condoms, like anything um, that will be prevention for both creating children, but also for any STDs. So use all of your resources and make sure that people know how they can get a hold of you or get a hold of um, your, you know, have your friend that can back you and that you text like every hour so they know you're okay. Because there can be, just like anything, there can always be risks involved and just making sure that you're safe emotionally, physically, all of that. So I'm really excited for the next few weeks of shows. There's quite the lineup happening. Um, next week is Pleasure Points. Your Thank you for listening to The Pleasure that. Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.